guys. Welcome back to Uncommon Sense. Okay, so on this episode, I want to talk about the Turning Point USA conference in Palm Beach, Florida. I don't know if you guys saw this, but they had a ton of really good speakers um, at this uh, Turning Point USA conference. Then I used to go to these all the time. I think it's a great thing for people to go to if you're in high school, if you're in college, if you're just interested in starting a TPUSA chapter at your high school or your college and you haven't done so yet. Um, Turning Point USA is one of the few organizations in the entirety of the conservative movement that I feel like is actually doing a good job. Like they're actually helping the country and they're actually fighting for freedom. They're not just after everybody's donation money and then they go and get on yachts or buy jets and fly all across the world and, and you know, pretend to be important but don't do anything. Turning Point USA is actually doing a really, really good job of trying to preserve freedom in America and um, I feel like they have a lot of discernment when it comes to, you know, who should we actually be supporting out here and who should we not? Um, and also Turning Point USA is just not afraid of being bold and taking stances and saying who they're against, which I feel like is equally as important as saying who you're for. Um, but anyway, Turning Point USA had this awesome Turning Point USA conference in Palm Beach, Florida. And so I want to talk about that on this episode. <laughs> Did you guys see? Did you guys hear? Did you see how how like my intro was actually an intro and it was really short and it wasn't like 20 minutes long? I think I deserve some kudos for that. Um, yeah, I just want to talk about this Turning Point USA conference. So Trump is, um, you know, he's our guy. I, I know that I got kind of off of the Trump bandwagon there for a little bit because I was just like, dude, I don't like how you handled COVID. I still do not like how Trump handled COVID, by the way. I think he should have fired Dr. Fauci. And I don't even like calling Fauci doctor. Fauci. I mean, you should look into um, all of the horrendous things that Dr. Fauci has gotten behind. It was like we were having the villain in charge. The villain who, by the way, started the issue we were having. We were we had the villain trying to be the superhero, which never made sense to me with the whole COVID thing. Um, I do think that Trump should have fired Dr. Fauci. I also don't believe that Trump should have gotten behind the COVID vaccine like he did. Um, I always had the question in the back of my mind, you know, is Trump getting any sort of of kickback because it seemed kind of weird it seemed kind of weird how much he was supporting big pharma how much he was just like yes 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 go get the vaccine but at the same time trump wasn't force injecting the vaccine into people's arms trump was just saying hey i get behind this i think this is a good idea i think this might help um and trump i think really wanted to believe the scientists and i think he really wanted to believe the technology and you know his warp speed thing i think that he wanted to believe that this was a really cool thing that was going to help a lot of people not die. But it actually had the, you know, the opposite effect of that. And a lot of people have died from getting the COVID vaccine. Of course, we're not allowed to say that on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Um, 
you know, a lot of these social media uh, platforms don't want us talking about that because I don't really know why. I mean, why would they be the my, the weirdest thing about COVID to me? And and by the way, before you guys turn this episode off, I'm actually pro Trump again, so don't go away so fast. But um, you know, I don't I don't like how Trump handled the COVID situation, and I just think it was always very strange that you know Trump was pro vaccine and all of the liberals uh, were for the vaccine. So I think a lot of people thought, oh look, we're getting a along we're getting along in time and trying times we're getting along but they were just wrong they were just wrong about the covid vaccine and their whole response to covid and um i just always thought it was fascinating that we weren't allowed to critique the vaccine by the way a brand new vaccine that none of us knew anything about i would never i never took it i got covid it was like a mild cold um but yeah i would have never taken it i would have definitely never taken any of my children i don't have children yet but i would have never taken my children to get it we didn't we didn't have enough information on the covid vaccine to be injected ourselves with that so anyway a lot of people have died from the covid vaccine so i do and you guys know that i will tell you the truth about how i feel about things i do not like how trump handled covid and the vaccine that said um nobody knew what to do during covid covid was like this huge boogeyman monster that emerged from china it emerged from a lab in wuhan china and um you know we couldn't call it the china virus even though we have things like the west nile virus like you you a lot of places where things originate like viruses you end up calling the virus um, by the place where it originated from because it helps you differentiate between viruses and illnesses and it helps you remember where these things came from. So I was never against him calling it the China virus. I did not like how he handled the China virus, but um, none of us really knew how to be prepared for that. And even though, yeah, I totally think that Trump should have fired Dr. Fauci, again, doctor, quotation marks, um, but, you know, even Fauci didn't know what to do. So how how is everybody so mad that Trump didn't know what to do? I mean, Trump did the best he could. I probably would have done the exact same thing, to be honest, if I had been president as what Donald Trump had done. So, you know, I I don't know. Trump, I think, has a little bit of a pride issue. He is kind of a narcissist, but, you know, he wanted to believe that that was a miracle thing. He wanted to believe that he saved the day. I don't think Trump likes the idea of Americans getting sick or getting killed. He doesn't like the idea of that. So Trump was trying everything that he could to try to protect life from a virus that he was told, you know, was going to be lethal and deadly and everybody was going to die. So Trump was trying to swoop in and save the day. It just, it was just a quickly developed thing that we just, you know, didn't know enough about to be injecting everybody with it. That being said, that is Trump's biggest sin as president of the United States of America. Aside from that, we had a booming economy. Honestly, everything Trump was doing up until COVID happened, he was doing perfectly perfectly well. He was doing a really good job of running our country the way he's run all of his businesses. And a lot of people will say, well, his business has had some bankruptcies. Like, okay, what have you guys done in your lives? Like a lot of the people who critique Trump are, I'm pretty sure not billionaires and they haven't done anything. They haven't started anything in their lives. They've never built anything. They spend their time critiquing people who have built things, who have things going on, who care about stuff. And then, And 
then what are what are y'all doing though like all the people that are attacking trump what do you do that is just puts you in a position of even being able to critique the guy is it would be my question i do know that trump was running the country a whole hell of a lot better than joe biden is i mean joe biden's not even running the country like what is joe biden doing other than like falling asleep almost while he's talking to the president of israel like what is joe biden doing that is even something that he's doing like he's literally what hiding cocaine in the white house for his son hunter but what else like what is joe biden doing to protect americans what is he doing to help our economy that he has crashed what is joe biden doing to really help the struggling american citizens other than sending every last cent of our tax dollars to ukraine which by the way we didn't vote on we none of us decided yeah we want to help ukraine ukraine we we should help them none of us voted on that congress and and freaking joe biden all decided yeah you know they need our help they need our help so we've got to protect democracy protect democracy what i hate how the democrats have always done this lying thing but the thing that is most recently the most shocking lie that they are telling everybody is that we want to protect democracy we want to protect democracy domestically and foreign but like okay um how is communism a democracy in every communist nation ever 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 it has been tyranny it has been a dictatorship it has been authoritarianism it has never been oh we care so much about the people and we believe they're you know made in the image of god and we want their opinion on things because we love them so much it's never that it is never that in communist nations so i think that it's so fascinating that the democrats have gotten everybody to believe yes yes we love communism we love socialism and also we deeply deeply just at the bottom of our hearts you know we totally believe in democracy no you don't get a vote in communist nations communist nations are always dragging their political enemies out of their homes and killing them behind the scenes and then the people are just like oh i guess our our new leader is our old leader because what happened to the other guy um i don't want to live in a country like that i don't want to live in a country like that and that is exactly what joe biden is currently doing to president trump i mean that is why they have decided to indict president trump over the january 6 quote-unquote insurrection here's the thing an insurrection would mean that trump supporters came to washington dc and quite literally overthrew the government that did not happen what happened on january 6th and by the way resident of washington dc i think i would know i literally saw all of this going down from my roof i tried to go by the way but my friends and family were like no 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 it's a trap you're going to wind up in the dc jail and they were exactly where right like that's exactly what happened all these people um to a lot of them and then a lot of them you know were okay but then the fbi came to people's doors and were like knock 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 did you did you dare to go to the capitol building which is by the way your building that you pay for with your tax dollars to go see the royal uh service people who are supposed to be literally it is called congressmen are literally public servants that's what they're supposed to be but the fbi is showing up to people's houses after this um after this event i mean it was it was was an event it was a thing that you know really in my eyes was not the worst thing to have ever happened this the capitol building is the people's building all of the buildings in washington dc are the people's buildings you cannot as the fbi just show up to people's houses and say wow did you go to the building that you pay for to go after the royals that you voted into office what were you thinking of when you were doing that i mean it's absolutely outrageous um that our government has so many people so afraid of it when our founders of 
the United States of America wanted the government to be afraid of the citizens. That is why they set it up the way that they did. They don't forget that these people were escaping tyranny. They were escaping the whole royal system. They didn't want it to be something like that. They never wanted that for America. So I just imagine the founding fathers actually turning in their graves, you know, literally like so upset because I'd be so upset if I was a founding father and I saw the direction that our country was headed in because the Democrats have actually convinced you guys to give up your own rights. That's why they want you to give up your gun rights. They don't want you to be able to defend yourself against them. Um, we are never going to live in a violentless world. We just never are. And you can't just take people's guns away and think that that's going to change people's hearts and that people are going to just magically be good people after you do that. What did Cain kill Abel with? Does anybody remember? Oh yeah, a rock. Okay. So even if you take all the guns away, there are still going to be ways for evil people to do evil things. Evil people will do evil things no matter the obstacles. That's why criminals don't follow the law. Kind of like how Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and all of these other mafia political leaders all over the world don't follow their own laws. They don't follow their own laws. So criminals are just going to do what they want. That's the way that it that works. Um, they're always going to find a way through the black market or otherwise to do evil things. You're just not going to be able to stop evil people from doing things, especially not by, you know, disarming everybody else who, by the way, that's just going to make everything more dangerous for everybody. The only situation where a bad guy with a gun has ever been stopped was with a good guy with a gun. Okay. That's the only time that that's ever happened is uh, that a bad guy has been ended who had a who had a gun. Like that was a good guy with a gun who stopped him. And that is the case in every single case. So what are you going to do if you disarm everybody and then there's a bad guy with a gun that he got from the black market? What are you going to do? You are enabling criminals to do the most heinous acts ever with zero consequences if you would disarm the American public. By the way, why are we paying so many millions, billions of dollars to arm Ukraine to literally do exactly what they are trying to disarm us from being able to do? Uh, it just it, there, there is so much intellectual inconsistency with the Democrats and with leftists and with progressives. They don't make any sense. That's why we do this podcast. Uncommon sense. Everybody's welcome to listen, but I have to tell you guys that it doesn't make any sense to be spending all of our money to arm the Ukrainian citizens to defend themselves against their government when you want to disarm the American citizens from being able to do the same. If we were ever in a situation like that, what, we just hope that Ukraine sends us some weapons? Well, I hate to tell you guys that they will have already spent all of our tax dollars by then and, and you know, we won't be able to de depend on them. But, you know, what are, what, what are our lives to us? Why would we care about our lives? Why would we care about our lives when we could care about you? Ukrainian lives. It's not that I don't care about Ukrainian lives. I, I do care about people, okay? Because everybody, like I've said, is made in the image of God. I care about people. I do care about people, but I do think that it's absolutely outrageous to put other people above your own people, especially when your own people are struggling, okay? And that is the situation that America is in right now. We are struggling. We are struggling on every single front, and Joe Biden sends billions to Ukraine. It's also just a lose-lose situation. Like, Ukraine was never going
going to beat Russia. Just just for one second, can everybody picture Russia versus Ukraine? In any you could give you could give Ukraine all the weapons from every single country in the world. They never stood a chance of beating Russia. It's freaking Russia, and Ukraine used to be a part of the Russian Empire. It's just it's always been Russia's land. Um, and everybody will say, well, Putin is just he's just evil. He's a terrible guy. Okay, so is Zelensky. So is Zelensky. And I do think that Trump's been a little bit too nice to Zelensky, but I, I know that Trump has, um, you know, he wants to be diplomatic and he wants to make sure that he's not making any enemies before he go, you know, gets in hopefully to try to fix the situation. And that uh, you guys should go back and listen to the episode about the Trump CNN town hall that I did. That moderator was a disgrace. She was too young and inexperienced to be doing what she was doing. Um, but everybody at CNN is kind of inexperienced and stupid. So I guess they, they did the best they could by scrounging her up. But, um, but anyway, she was trying to get Trump to basically call Putin a war criminal. And, you know, Trump said, I'm not going to do that. You, you cretin. I'm not going to do that. He didn't, that's not verbatim, but that he basically said, you're stupid. Why would I come into this CNN town hall where the entire world is watching me talk to you tonight and say, yeah, you know, Putin's a war criminal. What kind of guy would do that? He's, he's got to have a conversation with Putin. He's got to have a conversation with Putin soon. He's not going to call him a war criminal before he gets back into office and then has a meeting with Putin and then separately has a meeting with Zelensky. But Trump is so good at diplomacy. Everybody thinks he's, you know, crazy and he's screaming and he's mad all the time. But actually, he's really, really good at diplomacy. And I could actually see Trump getting together with Putin and Zelensky in the same room. I can actually picture that. And, you know, coming to uh, an agreement and making a deal because he's the art of the deal guy. He made tons of good deals um, when he was president. And that's, again, why we were thriving so well. You've just you've got to be willing. Everybody can tell. Everybody can tell that. And we're going to get into this turning point speech soon i i just have a few comments a few million comments to make before that it's like ukraine i'm just we're just gonna send a little bit i just gonna have a few opinions turns out to be billions but yeah i just i just think that trump is very good at diplomacy and it's crazy that everybody on the left is like call putin a war criminal why what is our what is our sudden big interest with ukraine i mean could it possibly be hunter biden's ties to burisma i mean i don't know maybe do y'all remember that i think that voters and just the american public in general has a very dory like short-term memory problem and i think it would do everybody a great service to remember that Hunter Biden had a lot of dealings with Ukraine, a lot of shady business going on over there. Um, Pandora Papers, anybody want to look into that? Ukraine, Pandora Papers. Like, Zelensky's not a great guy. Ukraine is not this holy, perfect sainthood state. It's just not. And Zelensky is trying to actually make it to be, and I think he's actually done this already, where there's like a one-state church, and I'm pretty sure it's Catholicism. Uh, fun, fun. I love, I love Catholicism, you guys. You guys know that that's sarcasm. Um, you know, I don't think you should have just one, like a state, like you have to be Catholic here. Like that doesn't sound good. I mean, that's really another reason why I don't like Catholicism is because it's, it's tyrannical too. It's just, you know, sorry, we're not going to do a lot of Catholic dragging on this episode, but I'm really not sorry. I mean, I'm really not. I'm like, I'm saying all these things and I'm not sorry. I just, I wish I'm trying to do it in a nice way so people understand that like I actually have people's best interest at heart, but 
um, you know, I have a little bit of a tood. I have a little bit of a tood. The kids are saying like the last half of the word these days. It's like you have a touch of, of something like and, and people have been saying I have a touch of the tood, like an attitude. And you know what? There's really not much that I can do about that. Um, and I'm but the, I'll try to be nicer. But there should be no situation in which a country is saying you have to be a Catholic. Um but it makes sense to me that tyrannical countries are choosing to force people to be Catholic because Catholics are very tyrannical. It's always trust Catholic leadership. You got to just get the leadership. Really? Do I have to? Do I have to? Do I have to trust flawed man when I could just read the Bible myself and trust God? Um, the Catholic Church, I don't want to go on a huge rabbit trail, but the Catholic Church historically, uh, you know, just did not really want people to be educated enough to read and, um, you know, just be literate so that they could read the Bible themselves and really know the truth. And there's just a lot, there's just a lot of corruption and a lot of things in the world. And you have to read, read the Bible yourself, understand the Bible yourself so that you understand God's character so that you can spot evil when it's happening. I, I genuinely believe that if I were not reading the Bible and like constantly trying to grow in my walk with God, that I would be able to even notice all the evil happening in the world or be upset enough to talk about it on a podcast or write articles or do any of the things that I'm doing. If I, if I didn't read the Bible myself, if I didn't know what God wanted and didn't like myself, if I wasn't caring about, you know, God's character and what he calls good and evil, like how would I know that how would I even be able to spot evil if I didn't do that? So that's why I'm always trying to encourage you guys to read the Bible. By the way, this is probably a good spot to put the ad. You guys should definitely check out the Bible study by the brand Sunday. I'm always telling you guys that you need to read your Bible and do a Bible study. Um, Bible studies just help keep you accountable. Honestly, at the end of the day, that's that's what it's about. You need to do like read your Bible, but you have to kind of stay on track with it because it's it's easy to say, well, I'll just do it tomorrow. I'll just do it tomorrow. Stop scrolling <laughs> TikTok or Instagram or anything else. Uh, those are not going to be super important things at the end of the day and at the end of your life you need to read the bible and the brand sunday has a really good bible study that can help you do that i will have a link below for you guys to check that out and if you do check it out as always let me know what you think so that i i don't know i just like to know what you guys think of the things that i'm advertising but anyway a little bit of a rabbit trail but ukraine is, is a, it's a dictatorship okay so Zelensky is a very fraudulent guy he is not someone that the people are just obsessed with over there and he is in he's basically enforcing in one state church Catholicism and he is also um, you know really brutal with the media uh, if the media is not covering him the way he wants to be covered then he you know strange things are happening where suddenly journalists are just wow they must have committed suicide they must have died they must have fallen off of a building and i'm not saying that putin doesn't do that because putin definitely does do that and everybody just acts like oh we don't know what happened to them but i i think it's unfair and uh again intellectually like just unfair to to act like just like that putin's worse somehow than Zelensky. they're about at the same level of you know evil and so i don't i don't like this whole pick pick which one you're going to support no i don't support either of them and i don't have to support either of them if i were going to support one over the other then i would probably honestly support russia i would support putin because i know that he's going to win anyway it's just that's just the way that it is as a reality of the situation 
Putin was always going to win. He was always going to win this war. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's going to win. So I don't like having have wasted so much of our money when we could have been building more of the wall at the southern border, when we could have been... Um, you know, doing so many, so many things to boost our economy, to make sure that criminals aren't coming across the border. I know that a lot of these people genuinely need assistance. They genuinely need, you know, refuge. And I don't believe in turning people away if you have the resources and ability to take care of them. I don't believe in that. I'm a Christian. I want to take care of everybody. But there has to be a process. There has to be a pro- like a safe process where you are you are knowing who is coming into your country. You are knowing who is coming into into your house um you know a lot of the leftists who are just like yay they're coming across the border they're safe now no they're not they're not safe they're they're coming across the border you're not letting them into your house um one thing that ron DeSantis did that i thought was really funny was when he sent a lot of the illegal immigrants to martha's vineyard where all of the super wealthy people live including barack obama um and <laughs> i thought that was so funny because the martha's vineyard people literally put them back on buses and sent them away within like the week uh i'm pretty sure within the day so they were not actually welcoming of these people they just want the illusion of being caring and compassionate and that is the case for a lot of leftists and progressives and liberals um i do want to say this is a bit of a episode but that's all right um I do like RFK. I do. Okay. I like Robert. I like Robert F. Kennedy. I like him a lot, actually. And I think that, you know, I actually agree with him on a lot of policies. I'm sure there are a lot of things that I disagree with him on. But at the end of the day, he is actually doing a really good job of calling out the censorship issues because the left is censoring him heavily because he's having some criticisms of Joe Biden. And just to, you know, circle back around to Ukraine, censoring everybody and, you know, having journalists go miss saying um shh don't talk about it don't talk about it jenny um (laughs) is that what they tell me like shh don't tell anybody like that's just so creepy and mafia like um but yeah so it's just it's just like they don't really want to help people nobody wants to help anybody and it really is just about the illusion. It's about the illusion all the way around with leftists. It's about the illusion of seeming like you're doing the right thing. It's never about actually doing the right thing because, you know, they don't like God and they don't like the Bible. Uh, and they just like to seem like they're doing the right thing. But back to Ukraine. Um, I really think that, uh, you know, the mafia is running the world. Everybody said they died out. I do not think so. I think they all got absorbed into the highest political positions all over the globe. I do not think that the cover or that the mafia was just like, yeah, we give up. You know what? We just give up. We're outnumbered. We are just, you know, we're not. I don't think they just backed it down. I don't think so. So, you know, nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody wants to talk about a lot of important things. But the reality of the situation is this. We are dealing with a lot of evil in the world. A lot of evil is happening in our world. And we need someone who is strong and capable and willing with a proven track record of being able to go against evil to step back into the oval office we do not need this just crazy dementia ridden evil dude who by the way molested his own children um 
And you should definitely look into the Ashley Biden diary entries if you haven't yet. I have to do a whole episode on that still, like I've said. Um, but, you know, we we have a lot of evil in the world and we need somebody who's willing to fight against it. I am not saying that Trump is perfect. We all know that Trump is not a perfect man, but you can be imperfect and still be fighting for good. OK, I'm going to tell you, I'm not. You guys know that I'm not perfect. I have a cursing problem. I have a choosing bad guy problem. I have a lot of things that I know that I do wrong, but I am trying to fight for good. And I think that Trump is, is the same way. He's, he's an imperfect man who is trying to fight for good. I have so many reservations still about certain things that Trump handled, I think, poorly. But Trump, at the end of the day, is going to be the person who is willing to, to fight all of this. And I really think that if Trump gets back to D.C., it's just going to be he's going to wipe out the deep state. He's going to do everything he possibly can because I think his first time, you know, his first go around up here, he was just like, okay, I'm just gonna play nice-ish. I'm just gonna do whatever I need to do in order to do the, the most good that I can do. And I think in a lot of cases, Trump's, he wants to work well with people. He wants to utilize his diplomacy. He wants to see how he can bring people together and make deals. And I think Trump, you know, I think he just had really good intentions and unfortunately trusted some people he shouldn't have trusted. You can't really trust anyone here. And, you know, I have been saying since I got here, like it, everybody seems like they graduated from Snake University. And it's just it's just to say that everybody's slimy. Everybody's very self-focused. Everybody's very self-motivated and self-motivated in the sense that they want to take as much of the American taxpayers money to line their own pockets. And they really don't. Uh, when I came here, I thought everybody's going to just care. Everybody's going to care so much about important things. And we're just really going to make a difference. And it's going to be great. And and the people are just going to be happy. You, you come with such high expectations. And then you realize that everybody is literally a slug. Like a slug in the sense that they're slow and inept. But they're also just super, super greedy and... Uh, they're just awful. They're just awful people. And so when Trump gets back, I think that he's just going to not play by the rules anymore, like that, like at all. And I think he's going to do everything he can to correct our corrupt DOJ, FBI, CIA, all of these agencies that have been totally taken over by the left. Um, He's just not going to be playing nice this time. And I think that's why the Democrats are extra afraid of him now and why they're trying to really get him in prison. And, and do not make any mistake. If he gets in prison, which he's not because they don't have the evidence for this insurrection allegation, um, you know, there something weird is going to happen, like an Epstein uh, like suicide. Something weird is going to happen to Trump. It's not going to be safe. Um, so they're, they're trying to ruin him and, uh, they're going after him for the insurrection because they know that if they can get him on that, he can't run for federal office. They're really trying everything they can to ruin Trump. And, and it's not about Trump really. It's about ending America as we know it. It's about taking our freedoms away, um, irredeemably so and enforcing a police state to keep us all under control so that they can shake us down 
and tell us what to do and I guess force feed us bugs. I don't know what the left is into these days, but we really have to get Trump back in office. Ron DeSantis is just another swamp snake and I have written an article about that on Substack that you guys can go check out. I'll link to it in the description below. But no, Ron's not our guy. I I was honestly sold on Ron uh, just a few months ago. I was really, I had really gotten off of the Trump bandwagon. I was like, okay, I didn't like how you handled COVID. I think that you kind of lost your marbles, but Trump is back and it's clear that he's on a mission. And um, I think he, I think he does realize his mistakes with COVID, but he just doesn't want to really admit to it because again, Trump has a pride issue. We all have our issues, but I, I really do hope that he apologizes for that. I hope he comes out and says, look, I was, I just, I had too much faith in this new vaccine. I wanted to help people live, but I overestimated how intense COVID was. And I overestimated also the effectiveness of this vaccine. And I'm sorry. I, w- I would love it if Trump would do that. But, um, Ron is he's going to get swallowed up by DC he's already swallowed up by the establishment I mean you can hear it in his voice you can hear it in the things that he says and he's not strong enough to go uh talk to our foreign adversaries like he he brags all the time about well I went up against Disney okay you went over you went up against Minnie Mouse but you're not going to be able to go up against China or Russia or any of these other people you're not going to be able to do it Ron you need to sit down he should have been patient he should have waited his turn we would have all gotten by behind him. All of his supporters were, you know, MAGA people. So, you know, it, it just is like, he just got selfish and impatient. And he, he was very likely to be chosen as Trump's VP. And then he could have run and had two terms. We would have had three solid conservative movement, you know, presidential year. Like we would have had a lot of time to fix all of the many messes that Joe Biden has made. But, you know, just really in three short years, he's made so just every mistake you could possibly make joe biden has made but um you know so i'm very i'm very disappointed in ron i really am very shocked that he whatever happened somehow sold out because it just makes no sense it makes no sense that he would have done this um but anyway, Trump just made a lot of really good points at this Turning Point USA speech that he did. He talked on, he went on and on and on, kind of like I've just done. But he talked for a, he talked for a while. He, he made a lot of really good points. I remember looking for this speech on YouTube afterwards because I wanted to, you know, see what I could do about getting it posted a lot of places. But YouTube took it down. Like YouTube wouldn't even allow the Donald Trump TPUSA event speech to to even be on YouTube, which was wild. I don't know if it's up there now, but it definitely wasn't up when I was looking and it was very CCP China Communist Party like, uh, or like Ukraine, you know, we're not allowed to put that on the media said the the president said, no, we're not allowed to talk about that. So take it off the platform. Um, but you can go on Rumble and I'm sure you can find it. Um, but you definitely should watch his speech because he just he Trump is very good at articulating in a conversational way what the problems are in our country and how he's going to fix it. And he has a personality. A lot of people get so mad at Trump for having a personality. Like he doesn't just get up there and act like a dry, uh, saltine cracker, you know, like he actually has a personality, which I particularly enjoy. I miss like our president having a personality, having a brain, being able to walk without falling upstairs, downstairs, off the stage. Like I miss having a president who knew who he was, knew what he stood for. Um, wasn't mumbling to the Israeli president. 
like I, I miss having a president who was sane. I just, I do. I really do. And Trump just, you know, he just is not establishment. He is not at all what these people want. And that is why I want him. Okay. That's why I want him. But you all need to go on Rumble, find President Trump's um, TPUSA event speech. And, um, there were also a lot of other people that spoke really, 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 really well. There were a lot of people who spoke really well at this Turning Point USA event. Um, Tucker Carlson was there. I love Tucker Carlson's his laugh. It was so funny. He kept cracking himself. I also love how Tucker Carlson makes himself laugh. Like, he thinks he's hilarious, and he is hilarious, but I do that, too, and I remember in high school getting made fun of for that because I would, like, talk, and I probably do it on this podcast, but I would say something and laugh, like, laugh out loud at myself. Because I think I'm hilarious. I think that I am so funny. And Tucker clearly thinks he's hilarious as well. And he and he really is. It was um, just really fun to listen to him talk. And he trashed Mike Pence. I love also how Turning Point, you know, I, I don't know if they invited them and they just didn't show up. But if they didn't invite them, then that's even more badass to me. Because they were just like, you know what? We're not going to invite Mike Pence. We're not going to invite Ron DeSantis. We're just not even going to invite certain people. Um, you know, rhinos. Nikki Haley, a lot of people like nikki haley i've never liked nikki haley she's been very pro-ukraine war but anyway tucker carlson was making jokes about how easy it would be to savage mike pence and just ruin his political career because it would be so easy it would be so easy to do because mike pence man he turned out to be a disappointment right also very boring mike pence is very boring when not flanked by donald trump he just doesn't have a personality um let's see who else was at this turning point usa event there was just so, the lineup was great y'all should really just try to watch the entire event because there were so many great freedom fighting people who you know were there speaking um megan kelly was there I, I do like megan kelly more recently i think she's actually you know just kind of had it with the mainstream media and she's letting herself have her own personality now i think trump has really whether he knows it or not inspired a lot of people to just let their own personalities and opinions loose and not have fear anymore because at the end of the day a lot of people are just afraid to have their true genuine opinions um and much more afraid to vocalize them so i do think that you know megan kelly was kind of a b i t c h to trump in the past but now she has developed a stronger bolder personality that she's not afraid to let loose and i do appreciate that megan kelly was there um steve bannon let's talk about his speech it was so good out of all the people that spoke um he was number two because obviously like trump i i appreciate i liked his speech the most but steve bannon was like i i like i'm gonna be really trying to see if i can get uh steve bannon to come on this podcast because that was just such a great speech that he did i loved the passion and just like everything he was saying i was thinking i wow like we would all get banned if we said that on social media but it's like that's the beauty of it to me it's like you're not afraid to have your opinions to say them and to say them in a strong way why should we have to tone down um our personalities or mince our words for social media platforms like twitter or uh threads or instagram or facebook or any of the others like we shouldn't have to we shouldn't have to words are not um 
violence and hate speech is actually legal and it's it falls under free speech and i don't have to say things that are glittery and sunshiny and rainbowy only like i'm allowed to say negative things and i'm allowed to say things you don't like and steve bannon just really went after that on it with his speech and um y'all definitely need to listen to that too but there i would just watch the entire thing i'm not going to be able to play all of the little clips on this episode for you guys um not not today it was just a really long event and i really think that you should watch it in its entirety so i'm going to try to have my team find a link and put it in the description of this episode that so you can just click on it and go listen to it all but definitely you know just just these are these are the people that you need to be listening to i'm always talking about the people i don't like and the evil people and all the things that are wrong but these turning point usa all of the people you know affiliated with that i actually genuinely respect i actually think they're fighting the good fight and they are doing a lot of good and I also have a lot of negative things to say about a lot of organizations especially in and around DC but I I really think that Turning Point USA is going to be the turning point no pun intended uh, for our country to get back on track Um, so support them donate try to start your own chapter if you're in high school or in college and you can reach out to me for help with that Um, but it really is going to be I think if everybody can rally around turning point i think that that is going to be that's just the group of people that is doing the most that cares the most that and that are who are genuinely good enough people to make a difference um I think that God has blessed Turning Point. It's grown so quickly over the last few years. And I really just think that God shines his face on that group. I, I really do. I don't. I know that every every group has its things. And just like with Trump, I'm sure I could nitpick, find some issues with Turning Point USA. But it's it's a genuinely, like, predominantly, it's a good group. And they're doing good things. And you should definitely get involved. So I guess that's everything for this episode. Um, definitely watch it. And you can message message me your thoughts about it or talk amongst each other about it but check out the link below both links you need to read your bible get involved with good groups who you know are godly and are trying to do the right thing um make connections with people who you know you trust and you respect um remember that you should only trust people who are trustworthy and only respect people who are respectable uh and really um journal and don't be afraid to have your own opinions on all of this stuff understand that we are in a very dire situation in our country and that um don't just fall into this mindset of well it doesn't matter what i do because it's all gonna go this way no matter what no sometimes i get down sometimes i do i also get down and i'm just like you know it's easy to spiral into this hopeless situation where you're just like it's, we're screwed. We're just screwed and there's nothing we can do, but that's not the truth. You can pray, you can read your Bible, you can get closer to God, you can join groups that are trying to do the right thing. You can, there's just so much that you can do to help correct course. Like our ship is not completely lost at sea. Um, we can turn around and we can find shore and we can fix this, but we have to be willing to, and we have to be strong enough to, and, um, you just really need to surround yourself with moral people who care. So that's everything I have for this episode and I will see you guys next time.